somebody with that testimony ought to give him a praise tonight. But I wish somebody uh, would just reach back uh, and shout if it had not been uh, for the Lord uh, that was on my side. I've got a reason to praise him. Uh, I've got a reason to shout. Uh, I've got a reason to dance. Uh, to the word of the Lord but somebody needs to keep it right there in that mode and gear of worship band y'all don't go far tonight book of Acts chapter 28 is where I want to invite you to read the word of the Lord with me Acts chapter 28 while you are turning in your Bibles to Acts 28. How many of you are grateful for everything the Lord did in this house this morning? Come on, would you help me give God a praise? When the Holy Ghost finished this morning, Caitlin was baptized in Jesus' name and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We ought to give him a praise for that tonight. My God, if y'all ain't ready to have church, we'll just go to Dairy Queen tonight. If y'all came to just goof around, we'll just go to Dairy Queen tonight. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody that showed up to Sunday Night Live. Come on, this ain't the library. Uh, this ain't a funeral. Uh, this ain't the Catholic Church tonight. Uh, push your neighbor. Tell him neighbor. Uh, tell him it's time uh, to have church tonight. was baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost then this morning there was another one baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost in our Port-au-Prince campus three more people received the Holy Ghost in the altars in our Port-au-Prince campus this morning let's give God a praise for that tonight Whoa. hallelujah and there's no telling what's going to happen before we leave this place tonight Amen. The book of Acts chapter 28. And I want to begin reading at verse number 1. Acts chapter 28 and verse number 1. Somebody, when you have it, shout word up. All right. It says this, and when they were escaped, hold on. first one that's got to escape is me <laughs> and when they were escaped and they knew that the island was called Melita and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. 
And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast uh, hang on his hand, uh, they said among themselves, uh, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, uh, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast uh, into the fire, uh, and felt no uh, harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen uh, or fallen down dead suddenly. Uh, but after they looked a great while uh, and saw no harm come to him, uh, they changed their minds uh, and said uh, that he was uh, a god. Verse number five one more time says, and he shook uh, off the beast uh, into the fire. And for just a few moments tonight, I simply want to preach in this house. Uh, shake yourself loose. Tell your neighbor, shake yourself loose. Somebody ought to practice that just for a moment right now. Somebody ought to shake yourself loose from weariness. Somebody ought to shake yourself loose from discouragement. Somebody ought to shake yourself loose from oppression. Somebody ought to shake yourself loose from a spirit of heaviness. Somebody ought to shake yourself in this place tonight. Wow! I hope somebody came ready to have church tonight. Hey, you can be seated if you promise to preach with me. Or you can stand or you can dance or run the aisles, whatever you want to do tonight. Uh, there's somebody that's already starting to shake themselves loose in this place tonight. There's already somebody with a revelation uh, that I can't just sit here tonight. Uh, there's already somebody in the building with a revelation uh, that I got to get something moving if I'm going to. Amen. Last week, you'll remember that we preached uh, uh, about the story that really is the pretext that gives us context uh, for what is happening here in Acts chapter 28. Uh, you will remember that Paul was on a journey to Rome. And the Bible says that while they were at a particular port, uh, that the sails, uh, the sailors, uh, uh, we're preparing to leave when the Lord speaks uh, to the Apostle Paul uh, and tells him that uh, there is a storm coming, that it, it's not time uh, to sail and, and that if they set sail that there would be uh, uh, great damage done. And so the Apostle Paul uh, goes to his fellow sailors and lets them know what the Lord has spoke to him. But the Bible explicitly tells us uh, that they looked at the weather and they saw that it was commodious. Uh, in other words, that it was accommodating for what they wanted to do. Uh, and the word of the Lord declares specifically uh, that they believed the word uh, 
the master of the ship over the word of the apostle Paul. See, you get in trouble when you prioritize other voices over the voice of God that's in your life. Uh, can I just stop and preach here for a moment? They begin to say, we know better than he does. We, we got it figured out better than he does. And so they found themselves in a storm. You, you understand that there are some storms in life uh, that, that you, 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 you can avoid them. You, can, you can't do anything about it. They're just going to come. It's part of life. Uh, the Bible says that the rain falls on the just uh, and the unjust. And so uh, even if you're living for God and you're full of the Holy Ghost, uh, have your rain gear ready. Uh, have your rubber boots ready. Have your umbrella ready. Because uh, every now and then in life, you're going to have some storms uh, that you're going to have to wade through and work through. But there are some storms, Brother J.J., that we could avoid if we would simply listen to God in our lives. If we would simply value the voice of God over our own opinions. And so it is that they decide to set sail anyway. And they run into what is the greatest recorded storm in Scripture. A storm by the name of your and the Bible says that by the time uh, the storm was finished, uh, that everything in the ship uh, had been broken up. They lost all of their tackle. They lost uh, all of their payload. Everything that was uh, on the ship and their clothes and their food. And, and, and last week we preached uh, that we made it on a plank and a prayer. And they came uh, floating in, holding on, the Bible says, uh, to pieces of the ship and, and the only thing they had was a word from God uh, that told them don't be afraid uh, you're going to make it to the other side uh, there was a word that came to the apostle Paul uh, that said don't worry uh, you will stand before Caesar uh, in Rome uh, that means it doesn't matter what comes against you uh, it is inconsequential uh, to the fulfillment of my word uh, in your life you see when you got a word from God you can face anything uh, that stands against you. Uh, when you've got a word from God, uh, you can stand in front of a giant uh, and say, you're going to die today. Uh, the odds might be against me. Uh, it might not look like it's in my favor. Uh, but when the dust settles, uh, you can take it to the bank. Uh, I'm still going to be standing uh, on the word uh, of God. Somebody ought to shout over that right there tonight uh, that's what causes some people to give him a praise uh, even in the middle of their struggle uh, that's what causes some people uh, to run the aisles uh, even while they're dealing with issues uh, why because I'm not running uh, according to my circumstance uh, I'm praising him uh, according to his promise uh, and according to uh, his word uh, his word uh, shall uh, come to pass I just need about 50 witnesses in the building that would testify that he's never let me down that he's always made a way that he's always come through and so they come floating on pieces of the ship and they end up 
here in Acts chapter 28 on an island called Melita. And the scripture tells us that when they came on to the island, uh, that there were some people, some local natives of the island that showed kindness to them. And, and, and you understand that, uh, uh, that Paul was still on a mission. He was still on a journey to fulfill uh, exactly what it was uh, that God said he was supposed to do. And, and so the locals prepare a fire. And the Bible says that as uh, they are standing by the fire, uh, that a serpent uh, comes out of the heat. Tell your neighbor the heat. Uh, and he grabs his uh, hand. Now, I don't have time to preach every nook and cranny of the text, uh, but let me stop and preach here for a moment. Uh, notice that the viper did not come out of the fire, uh, but rather he came out of the heat uh, because serpents can't live in the fire. Uh, they like to get close to the fire uh, and they live where it's warm, uh, but it's not too hot. Uh, and so if you want to avoid uh, the dominion of the serpent, uh, it would behoove you not to live your life uh, on the periphery of Holy Ghost fire. Uh, if you want to, uh, come on somebody, uh, if you want to avoid living in areas uh, that are dominated by the serpent, uh, then don't warm yourself on the outside of the fire. Uh, don't just cozy up to the church uh, trying to get warm off of somebody else's uh, experience with God. Uh, if you live in the fire, uh, you'll dominate the serpent. Uh, if you live in the fire, who am I preaching to in the building? Uh, you gotta make it up uh, in your mind. Uh, I'm gonna live on fire. Uh, oh, John the Baptist said uh, when he comes, uh, he's gonna baptize you uh, with the Holy Ghost uh, and uh, with fire. Oh, the serpent can't handle the flame. The serpent can't handle the fire. He likes to live in the heat. So I'm not, I'm not just going to come to church and sit in my pew and warm my hands on what's going on in the altar. Oh, come on, somebody. I've got a visual uh, of the bonfires we do on our property every once in a while. And, and some people just stay way in the back. And uh, I just, I'm warm enough over here. Uh, no, 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 that's not how living for God works. Uh, you got to do more than come and warm your hands uh, on a Holy Ghost experience. Uh, you got to get yourself in the middle uh, of the fire. Uh, you got to be on fire uh, with the Holy Ghost. Uh, my God, I'm preaching to somebody. Uh, you want to see the service? and run? You want to see yourself have victory over the enemy? Get yourself on fire with the Holy Ghost. Not lukewarm. Don't be a lukewarm Christian. Oh Lord, I may never get back to the sermon. Don't be a lukewarm Christian. I'm going to come to church, but I'm going to be lukewarm. I'm going to come to church, but I'm just going to kind of relax. 
I'm going to come to church and I'm just going to enjoy it like I'm at a Broadway show. I'm going to come to church and enjoy the meal like I'm at Longhorn Steakhouse. No, 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 no. God wants you to be on fire with the Holy Ghost. He didn't save you to come to church and relax. He didn't save you to come to the house of God and be entertained. He didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost to just get by. He didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost just to have an average experience. But he gave you the Holy Ghost so that you would be a burning flame in your community. So that you would be an on fire flame at your job. So that you would be an on fire flame in your family. Back to our originally broad, broadcasted schedule. The serpent comes out of the heat and grabs him by the hand. Now it is important to understand that it wasn't just a serpent, uh, but the Bible says uh, that it was a venomous uh, beast. Uh, yeah, that, that means that it was not just a serpent, uh, but it was what we know as a viper. It was a venomous uh, snake. Now, now my theological mind uh, uh, cannot escape uh, uh, the nuance of the text here because uh, the law of first reference tells me uh, that the first time we read about a snake in scripture uh, is in the book of Genesis uh, where Satan himself uh, is manifest as a serpent uh, in the garden. And so it is uh, that anytime you find a serpent in the word of God from that point forward, uh, there is always the potential uh, that you are not just talking about the wildlife uh, of a particular geographical area, uh, but that you are talking uh, about spiritual darkness, uh, that you are talking about spiritual attacks uh, and spiritual warfare. Uh, and so it is uh, that when you read the text, uh, you understand that Paul uh, was facing things uh, that were supernatural. Uh, he was facing things uh, that were trying to oppose uh, his doing the work uh, and the will of God. Uh, and so maybe it was uh, that this particular serpent uh, or this viper uh, was a manifestation uh, of another attempt uh, to destroy uh, Paul. It was just one more thing uh, that was trying to impede uh, the promise of God uh, that keeps reminding him uh, it doesn't matter what happens to you. Uh, you will stand before uh, Caesar. And what I want to point out to you tonight uh, is that I do not believe the timing uh, was coincidental. Because the serpent attacked him when he had just finished surviving a storm. I can't get no help up in here. He was in a vulnerable position. 
He had just been out on the stormy waters swimming for his life. It could have been days and it wasn't just any kind of water but it was the tempestuous winds of Eurachlodon so strong that it tore the ship to pieces and they're doing their best to keep their head above water and to make it. Now y'all, some of y'all sitting there like you do that all the time. I'm just going to tell you 30 minutes of intense swimming in the swimming pool and I'm already out of breath and wore out. Okay, the rest of y'all are just a bunch of Olympic swimmers. But you have to remember, Paul probably crawled up onto the shore of that island and collapsed in exhaustion and barely alive and barely breathing, barely able to make it when they fixed the fire and tried to warm them up and get them dry. It was in this vulnerable moment that the serpent attacked. Can I preach to somebody and let you know that the enemy rarely is going to attack you when you're at your best. He's rarely going to come to you in moments where you're strong, in moments where you're on the mountaintop, in moments where you're in your stride. But if you'll pay attention, you'll notice that the attack of the enemy almost always comes at moments when we are most vulnerable, at moments when we've just gone through something. I wish I had a witness in the building. At moments when we just finished fighting sickness and we just made it through a drama and we just made it through this scenario or that's that is the time that the venomous snake will show up and strike you. Can I say it like this? The, 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 the attack of the viper said you may have survived the storm but now I am going to take you out. You may have survived that storm but you're not going to make it through this. Who am I preaching to in this place that's ever had to look at the devil who said I know you made it out of that but you're not going to make it through this. I know you made it through that but this is the one that's going to take you out. I wasn't there and the Bible doesn't tell us this is just my my commentary on the matter. But I can just imagine the Apostle Paul. Please go with me tonight. When that snake bit him, he's trying to catch his breath. He's wore out. He's thinking, I don't know how we made it. And just in that moment, when he's trying to regroup and he's trying to get his second win and he's trying to collect his thoughts, bam! The snake bites him. And right then he had a choice. And I could just imagine in my mind's eye understanding a little bit about the Apostle Paul's personality and his past and his dogged determination to survive and to make it. I could just imagine him looking at that serpent and saying, not today, devil. 
I refuse to survive everything I survived uh, only to be bitten by a snake uh, and die on this island. Uh, not today, devil. Uh, hear me, somebody. Uh, you got to get something uh, in your spirit uh, where you rise up uh, in the middle of an attack uh, and say, not today, devil. Uh, I didn't make it all this way uh, just to fall over dead right here. Uh, I didn't make it through the storm uh, just to get to this place uh, and be killed by a snake. Uh, I didn't fight the waves uh, and the storms uh, and the winds uh, and pray uh, and fast uh, and trust God uh, just to have the snake uh, bite me. You got another thing coming, devil. Uh, you messed uh, with the wrong person. Uh, you came against uh, the wrong I wish I had uh, somebody in the building uh, that would rise up uh, and let hell know uh, you came against uh, the wrong one. I wish some of y'all would, would channel that attitude you get at the fast food restaurant. Some of y'all are nastier to the restaurant workers than you are the adversary of your soul. You got more courage in the drive-thru than you do tonight. Sister girl tell you something smart, Alec, in the thing. Oh, no, she didn't. She messed with the wrong one. Mm. She messed with the wrong one. I wish you'd channel that spirit tonight and let the devil know, oh no, you got the wrong one, baby. I worked too hard to get here. I prayed too long to get this. I fought too many devils to get here. I made it through too many attacks just to give up now. I made it through too many storms to be discouraged. Through too much struggle just to throw in the towel. You messed with the wrong one. If we gotta fight, then let's get ready to rumble. If we gotta fight, I'll pray until God brings me out. I'll fast until the chains break. I'll give him the praise until I get my breakthrough. Somebody right now ought to let out a war cry in this place uh, and serve notice uh, on the enemy of your soul. Uh, I shall live uh, and I shall not die. Oh no, you don't know my testimony. God delivered me from the lion and he delivered me from the bear. The same God that did it back then is going to do it right now. The same God, who am I preaching to? The same God that brought you this far 
is the same God that's going to take you all the way, all the way to your destiny, all the way to your promise, all the way to your miracle, all the way to your breakthrough. Tell somebody I'm going all the way. Tell them I'm going all the way. Somebody with a made-up mind ought to give him praise. Somebody with a made-up mind ought to shout, I'm going on. Some people learn how to use the attack of the enemy to inspire them, Brother Stewart. I don't get mad. I'm just going to get even. See, see, some of y'all acting like you got angel's wings on the back of your shoulder. You'll be tripping out on people out in the public. I don't get mad. I just get even. Why don't you get even on the devil tonight? Let him know I don't get discouraged. I just get even. I don't quit. I just go to the next level. I don't throw in the towel. I just turn up the intensity. I don't come on, somebody. Oh, it's cliche, but when the going gets tough, the tough get going. It wasn't, it wasn't just a serpent. It was a venomous beast. A viper. And when you begin to study vipers, there are basically three types of venom, three categories of venom that vipers use on their prey. The first one is called hemotoxic venom. This venom assaults the cardiovascular system and causes decreased blood pressure and clotting. We could put it this way, that one of the venoms of the serpent causes heart issues. If you're not careful, a bite from a venomous snake can cause heart issues, cause you to be upset, cause you to be angry, cause you to be bitter, cause you to be down. You got to beware of the serpent. The next kind of venom is called cytotoxic venom. This kind of venom targets specific sites and particular muscle groups. It kills human tissue uh, and it causes you uh, to lose your strength. There are some bites uh, from the serpent uh, that cause you to lose your strength. I'm preaching tonight. I just don't have 
the strength to fight it. I've heard him tell me before. Huh? I just don't have the strength to keep on fighting. Huh? I just don't have the strength to keep getting up. Huh? I just don't have the strength to keep. Huh? It's a bite huh, from the serpent huh, that's trying to immobilize you. Huh? That's and the third kind of toxin is what is known as neurotoxic venom. This kind of venom goes after the brain and the nervous system. It disrupts communication of the brain to the rest of the nervous system. It attacks the body's supply of ATP. Oh, this kind of venom affects your thinking. Some of y'all are missing it tonight. I said this kind of venom, a bite with this kind of venom will cause you to start thinking the way you're not supposed to think. It'll cause you to have thoughts that are not God's thoughts. It'll cause you to think in ways that are carnal, that are not filled and directed by the Spirit of God that's in your life. I came to preach to somebody about the attack of the enemy and the attack of the serpent the barbarians saw the serpent hang on his head
yourself. The Bible says that when Samson 